Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. This is Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, episode 412. This is Flashback Friday. Tara Lee Cobble, welcome back to The Happy Hour for Flashback Friday. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. This is like just like old times. Just like old times. I mean, I basically think that you're the new Happy Hour co-host because this episode will be your fourth time on the show. Fourth time on the show. Fifth time hanging out with you because we did the Happy Hour Live. We did the Happy Hour Live, which I Mm -hmm. miss the Happy Hour Live so much, but you know life and things. But Mm -hmm. I want to tell everyone, the first time you came on the show was episode 112, and it was in October of 2016. And I remember when that show came out, everyone was like, this is amazing. What is this girl? (laughs) Tell me all about it. And then the next time you were on was two years later, November of 2018, episode 220. Mm -hmm. And I think if I recall, that was right before you launched the the Bible recap. Yeah. Yeah. It was right before we launched the Bible recap. Okay. And then you came on again. Yeah. In November. Mm-hmm. I mean, then the next time was in December of 2019. And that's the show we're airing today. It was episode 276. So if you like what you hear today, you can go back and listen to the other ones. But we're catching up, flashing back to episode 276 from December of 2019. And this is when you had started making the podcast. You were doing these mm-hmm. things. And so, Tara Lee Cobble, what has happened in your life since December of well, 2019? Oh, my goodness. Jamie Ivy, so much. The Lord has used you and your listeners, perhaps somebody who's listening right now, to just really blow up the Bible Recap podcast, the Bible Recap book. We have all these people who are telling us that they have always wanted to read through the Bible. They've tried many times and failed, just like I did many times and failed. And now they've done it. And now maybe they've done it two or three times with the Bible Recap. And I'm just so grateful. So we have thrown so much into the Bible Recap. We built out other curriculum alongside it. We have it in American Sign Language. We have it in Spanish. We have a daily study guide. We have a weekly discussion guide. There's a book. There's, I mean, just so many elements of it. I did not know it was in American Sign Language. And I think you are the person who first exposed me to the idea that language, American Sign Language, is Mm -hmm. not readily available to a lot of people to read the Bible. And Mm -hmm. also our brothers and sisters who are deaf are one of the Mm -hmm. most, if they were a people group, they would be like one of the most Mm -hmm. unreached people groups. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I think you told me that. And we have worked, I mean, we worked with Sunshine Interpreters. That's what we did. We worked with Sunshine Interpreters and they did a great job making the videos for us. And we're so grateful for them. So now the deaf community has, not only do they have the Bible in their heart language in ASL, but they also have the Bible recapped as a tool to help them understand it. So we're super grateful for all that and just all the people who worked on that project. I've also been working on a Bible study for Lifeway. So we'll have that as a women's study and as a teen study as well, coming out this fall, Bible study on the Trinity. When does it come out? I believe it comes out September 1st. Okay. And it's called He's Where the Joy Is. And if you listen to the Bible Recap, you hear that every (laughs) single day. You know, that's how we end every episode. Listen, I'm after the joy. That's what I want. I am after the joy. And so knowing the Lord, that just amplifies all that in my life. So anyway, doing that Bible study. And then I think I might be taking a little trip to Israel with my friend Jamie Ivey. This is so fun. This This is so fun. I cannot wait. I cannot Uh wait. Yeah. 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 So we, we announced this. I mean, it feels like a hundred years ago. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, this yep. trip. And then here we are coming upon it. And I'm so, so, so excited. It'll be my first time to Israel. And in fact, fun fact, we're recording this right now while you're actually in Israel. Um, I am sitting in my hotel room in Israel as we speak. So this is, I didn't even prep you for this. I think there might be a little bit of like uneasiness with traveling to Israel or, or some of the conflict we've been seeing, which isn't new by any means. But how are you right. feeling in Israel right now? It feels exactly like it always does, which is supernaturally peaceful. That's that's the only way I know how to explain it. There has been no sense of unease or unrest or it's just been calm. And we've just felt the nearness of the Lord in every place that we've been. We've been so grateful. And I mean, we got here, I think, two days after the ceasefire. And it has just been, we were supposed to come during the most recent uprising, but the uprising began on our layover in New York. Like I we landed in New York 
to hit the highway to Tel Aviv. We landed in New York and I, the first alert on my phone was like shots fired, you know, like missiles fired. And so it's been a journey. We had to get COVID tested about every two days for a couple of weeks. So until we found out we, that we were going to be able to fly in and, but we've gotten here and it's just been amazing. Not a problem at all. There is a lot of preliminary testing and things like that, that we had to do. But once we got on the ground here, it has been just smooth sailing. Yeah. I see your pictures on Instagram and I just literally can't wait. And (laughs) I'm reading, our family is going through Luke and Acts this summer. And so that sounds super spiritual. It's just like, I'm asking my kids to like join our reading Bible plan. Yeah. But every time I'm reading stuff and I'm like, I cannot wait to be on the ground and have these words that are alive. We know that, but my sight to see places where Jesus walked. And I, I want to cry right now thinking about it. So imagine what it's going to be like the first time. I mean, where am I going to cry the most, Terry? I think you're going to cry the most on the plane home when you have to leave Israel. <laughs> um, that's when I cry the most. Oh. But no, I think the site in Israel when you're going to cry the most. My favorite site is a place called Mensa Christi. And that means the table of Christ. And it is the spot on the beach in the Galilee, right outside Capernaum, Jesus' hometown. It's likely the spot where he called the disciples. The reason they think it's the spot is because it's right outside Capernaum where they lived, where a lot of the disciples lived. And it's in that part of the Galilee where the Jewish people lived at the time. It's a natural harbor that hasn't changed since the first century. And that's the only natural port in that harbor. And so it's likely where they would have parked their boats, you know, so to speak. So it's likely where he called the disciples. And it's also likely where he fed them breakfast after his resurrection, when he goes back to Galilee and finds them. And Peter is in the boat and John goes, it's Jesus. And Peter throws himself into the water and they, he like runs to shore and Jesus has cooked them breakfast and has all has laid it out for them. And Jamie, there's this big flat rock on that site on the shoreline. And, you know, if you've been camping, imagine camping before there were picnic tables and camping chairs, you try to find a big rock to set your stuff on. So there's a theory that this rock might have been the rock that Jesus laid those fish out on. And it's just, it's so peaceful. It's not touristy at all. And you can just walk right down to the shoreline of the Galilee and roll up your your pant legs and put your feet in. Wow. And imagine, you know, hurling yourself into the water to go run to Jesus. I'm already crying. I'm just here in my office in Austin, Texas. And I'm just like already crying. But you know, Terry, we talked about the Bible recap. And I imagine that you hear, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, story after story after story after story of the way God is using that. And people are, the scripture are coming alive and they're spending time in God's word. And we know as believers is that we get to know God when we get to know his word. And so people's lives are being changed. How do you feel about, and I don't, this is not... Don't push me back here. How do you feel about the fact that God is using you to help so many people fall in love with him? It's the only way I ever want to spend my life. I'm just so grateful and humbled and terrified and honored and joyful and perplexed by it all. So perplexed that he would use me, but still so grateful and just when I hear those stories of those people, when I get an email or a letter in the mail or an Instagram DM or whatever, those things are just there. I mean, it arcs my heart in praise back to the Lord. It's just so incredible. I think I may have told you before that I thought 300 people would listen. Mm -hmm. I really thought if I can get 300 people to read their Bible, that will make me, I'll be over the moon. And I think we just hit like 75 million downloads. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm just blown away and so very grateful. That's all I know to say. And I'm sure, you know, your listeners probably have spaces. That, like if you're a mom and you're like, I can't believe I get to raise these kids. Or, you know, you're a teacher and you're like, I get to shepherd these students through this year of their life. And like, you know, we all have those moments where we're like, wow, this is incredible. And so this is my version of that. I love it. Just being so thankful. I love it. Well, we're grateful and thankful that God put this on your heart and that you created this resource Mm -hmm. because it's been a blessing to not only myself and I know people on my own team here, but to so many hundreds of thousands of people whose Mm -hmm. lives are being transformed every day just by getting in God's word. And it's something so simple. I mean, you didn't create 
you didn't really even create like a new thing. You just said, hey, let's do this together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's read the Bible together and talk about it. Yep. I want to talk about what I'm learning. Let me tell you what I've learned. And so it's just seven or eight minutes a day of me going like, check out what I think is awesome about the Lord in yeah. this passage. Yeah. Here's what was really confusing to me. But when I dug deeper, here's what I found out. And it's just people talking about the Lord. I love so it, it so is. much. Well, if yeah. you guys want to hear more from Tara Lee, listen, we've got some episodes for you. Go back and find those old episodes. But right now we have for you uh, Flashback Friday, episode number 276 with my friend, Tara Lee Cobble. Tara Lee Cobble. Hey. Welcome back to the happy hour. Thanks. So happy to be here. Your third time. I am. Four if you count the live show. That's exactly right. Gosh. Did you do, did she do an If You Only Knew? Did you do a happy half hour? I did not do it. Okay, so four, hour. if you count the mm-hmm. live show. My happiness is extended. It is. W- number 112, mm-hmm. number 220, mm-hmm. which your first time you were on has always been one of our like highest listened to shows. Wow. We talked about Bible it's reading. It's me. I just keep re-downloading it. So. <laughs> You're like, I listen to it every day. <laughs> I listen to myself every morning. <laughs> um, and then you were here last year. Yeah. And we talked a lot about reading the Bible chronologically. Uh-huh. Okay, tell me what's happened in your last year. Like, not everything, but just like... Tell me one big high. One big high. I mean, the Bible recap has been, it's consumed my year. It has consumed it. In okay, a, let's go. I want to talk about it then, if that's been your biggest consumer. Okay, yeah. Let's go back. Last December, when mm-hmm. did you plant? You know what? I just totally am sitting on like I'm talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. But tell everybody who you are. Let's, what, what am I doing here? I don't even know what my job is. <laughs> I'm like, Terry Lee, tell me about your life. Right, we haven't right. seen each other in right. a year. Let's catch up. Um... I am in full-time ministry. I run a ministry called D Group. It's a discipleship ministry. We meet in homes and churches around the world. We do weekly curriculum that's based on digging deep into scripture. And one of the things that we realized after running D Group for about 10 years was we had people who'd been in D Group for the whole time who'd never read through the Bible. And so I was like, what, what is happening? Like, why are people stalling out? And, and I knew my own story of why I was stalling out, why I had never read through until I did. And their story was a lot like mine, which was, I'm confused by it. I don't understand it. And so last fall, we started planning for January 1st to launch a one-year daily podcast where we help people read through the Bible to help anticipate the questions they're going to have, the confusion they're going to encounter, so that I could help these people read through the Bible with me. Now, I thought it's probably going to maybe be just a lot of D-groupers, but then enter Jamie Ivey and um, like, I don't know. A third, a half, a large percentage of our audience is because people listen to your podcast and they'd never heard of me, but they wanted to read the Bible. And so they jumped in with us and it has just been, it's been the best thing I've ever done. I get questions about it all the time, all the time. Uh Yeah. Because I mention it often because Mm -hmm. it's a part of my life. Right. And so it's the same way you would ask me about adoption or what, Mm -hmm. it's just things I talk about. Yeah. And I also, in my I was writing a book this year mm-hmm. and I wrote a little bit about something I learned. Like Ooh, that was I can't cool. Wait to hear. You know, a lot of times when you're writing, uh-huh. you end up writing things you're reading and learning, listening right, to. Totally. And so there's a random story in there about in the Bible that I would have never known or heard, but I was listening. I listened to the Bible this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I remember when you were here last year and you said, we're going to do a podcast every day. And I was like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Tara Lee, <laughs> did you just say... You're releasing a show every single day of the yeah. year. Do you remember my uh, like, uh, you were aghast and I was <laughs> like, it's not going to be a problem. What are you talking about? I was aghast. You were right. And I was wrong. How has that been? It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I really thought I was, I was either arrogant or naive or both in thinking it would take me about an hour per episode to write it. And then, you know, I didn't know how long it would take to record. And you're, but, you're I mean, to give you credit, the shows are not, there's not like you're sitting down for an hour. Right. They're eight minutes exactly, on average. Yeah. yeah. So, but I really thought I've read through the Bible 10 times now. I have stacks of notebooks and I'm just going to like, I don't know if I imagined it was just going to be like bullet points or what like what well, yeah, I thought it was going to uh-huh. be. I didn't think about the fact that I'm going to have to not only string this together in a story so that people understand and it flows, but also I really wanted to enter into this and not just, uh, I wasn't trying to indoctrinate people. I didn't want to be like, here's what I think and here's this and, and only give my lens. I wanted to say like, some scholars say this, some scholars say that, some scholars say this. So I had to do a lot of research. I was going to say, when you bring in the scholars, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to bring in the mm-hmm. books. Yep. Yep. So it was, every episode was about five and a half hours, five hours of research. So I accidentally gave myself a second full-time job because um, that's seven days a week, five hours an episode plus recording. So it's been a lot. You were right. You were right. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it was a lot. 
and we're done. But here's the great thing about it is 2019, you put in so much work, but this is an asset that people use in 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll relaunch. I mean, you don't have to relaunch anything, but remarket all the stuff. And everybody, I mean, day, every day is day one for someone. Exactly. Like we have people starting today on day one. Yeah. And um, which is so great about the show too, is that it's not based on here's what you should be reading on March 13th. Right. It's here's what is on day right. 183. Mm-hmm. And we have people who they fall behind. And I tell them, if you're in God's word, you are right on time. Like, I promise you what you read today that you thought was five days behind schedule is right on time for your life because God is sovereign. He knows what you need to know. And you're never off schedule when you're in God's word. Okay. You want me to tell you about my year in Bible I reading? I super want to hear about it. So I brought my phone over here so I could show you. So I've talked a lot about this. If you follow me on Instagram about Bible reading, I, if I'm on a walk, I'm always listening to the day and I listen to mine often. So mm-hmm. I will read my Bible with whatever else I'm doing in life. But for this chronological study, I chose to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I know you listen and read at the same time. I, I, and, I change it up. Okay, okay. And I'm an auditory learner. So some people act like listening to it is lesser than reading it with your eyes. I That is not a lesser way to take in the Bible. To me, it doesn't feel lesser to me either because yeah. I like to listen as well. Mm-hmm. It also felt convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't read a book on a walk. It takes you out of your excuses. And I can't read a book in my mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. but I can listen. And so anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, there are how many days in a year? 365. We're recording on December 6th, so we should be around. Mm-hmm. What's the math? What day are you on today? Pull up your phone. Tell me what, what day, day you're we're on. on. Um, I, we just finished 2 Corinthians this morning. What, 340? We're on 340. 340. Yes. You just finished 2 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I tell you this, my fear is that you're going to think I don't ever read my Bible. But that's not true. Correct. I, today, if I were to turn this Bible on. I feel like vulnerable right now. I share a, a lot of crazy space, things space. about my life on here, but here yeah. I am saying, but this is an encouragement is I'm on day 202 and I will be reading Hosea 8. Oh, that's a good one. So day 202. I don't feel guilty about that at all. But the thing that has helped me is there's this little three dots at the top of the Bible app in version, and you push it and it says, catch, catch me up. Me up. So mm-hmm. then I no longer see 25 days missed. I see what I'm supposed to be reading today right. on December 6th. Yeah. It's been such an asset to my life this year. It's been an addition to my regular reading. Some days it has been my reading. Some days mm-hmm. it has been an addition. Mm-hmm. I, I've said often, and I thought it would happen by December 31st, 2019. It more likely looks like the middle of 2020. Mm-hmm. Is that when I finish this, and I will, it will be one of my, this sounds so grandiose, it'll be one of my greatest accomplishments. Because I've never, it'll, I will be able to say, I have read the Bible from cover to cover. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. And that feels grand. Uh-huh. It's, if, when I read through our reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever, mm-hmm. that is the story over and over and over. I've been a Christian for 60 years and never read through the Bible. Um, I, like, I've always tried. I've always failed. I've, and so many people are, they're like, I didn't know I could do this. I always wanted to do this. It always seemed out of reach. And it is a big deal. It's huge. I remember as a kid, I would go to my grandparents' house and my grandmother and grandfather my, on my mom's side um, loved Jesus, served him, all the things. And in this house where I have this particular memory, my there was like an upstairs and my grandfather had a desk up there and he would go up there and he would read his Bible every morning. Mm. And in the front cover of his Bible, and did I tell you this last time? Mm-mm. Okay. In the front cover of his Bible, which is Really cool because after my grandmother passed away, I ended up coming home with this Bible. Our hashtags in the front, and it's of how many times he's how many read times through? he's read through the oh, Bible. That gave me chill bumps. That makes me so happy. Right, and I so love that. I remember seeing him value that time every day. And now I have his Bible in my room. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And in the front, I think there's probably twelve to fourteen hashtags of wow. the time that he read cover to cover the Bible. <laughs> That's amazing. And what a wow. legacy! Like I. I think about that too, with even, you know, talking about Bible literacy and spending time in God's word, what a legacy that that impacted me mm-hmm. as, you know, a 10 year old girl. Right. And the way that he passed that down, just the things that, not even just the, I love reading the Bible, but the way that his, his intimacy with the Lord impacted the way he interacted with your family. Yeah. You know? So this year with doing the Bible recap, which is a podcast that you did once every day, mm-hmm. are you done for the year? I have recorded the last episode. Congratulations. And yeah. And since you aren't, you, we have 
I was I have an announcement to make on your show. We're going to drop some exciting announcements. I love announcements. <laughs> okay, so you're done recording all your episodes. Mm-hmm. When did you finish? About a, the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was the big push because we we're starting a new project that I'm excited to tell you and your listeners about. Okay, so let me before you drop the bomb about the new project because I'm so excited about. Uh-huh. Um, well, do the project because I have some questions. <laughs> I have some questions okay. more about this past year, but do the oh, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Totally. do the bomb, drop the um, bomb. So we're we're re-releasing everything again January first. We're not deleting anything. We're re-releasing all the new episodes again, so that on January first, it's just easier than like so then going if back you and start, searching through. You don't have to go back. To- Scroll through iTunes. Exactly. It's right there. Yeah. So we want, we, and we have churches who are joining us for 2020 and we just want everything to be lined up. But also for the people who so many people have told us they're going to do it again, because you know, it takes, they say you have to hear something eight times before it sticks with you. Yeah. So they're like, I'm going to keep doing this uh-huh. for years to come for yeah. the foreseeable future, which is amazing. And they have friends who are joining them, but they wanted something else. And they were like, are you going to, you know, freshen up the podcast? I was like, not a chance. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope, nope. this is this 100 hour weeks for a 52 week yeah. year. So, um, but what we're going to do is for those people, you know, we tell them read and then recap. And so now we're adding a respond podcast. So we'll be having a daily prayer podcast where we're praying through scripture for the year. So we're going to take what we read and what we recapped and I'm going to take like what we learned about God's character in that episode, what we learned about our sinful hearts, what we learned about like who he is and how he interacts with us. And we're going to turn that into prayer in response to the episode. And because it's a daily prayer podcast, we're calling it the Bible kneecap. And <laughs> look at you. <laughs> yeah. So we thought that would keep with our branding and that uh-huh. would um, also remind people like this is about prayer. So we're doing the the Bible kneecap in 2020. So you will record those, but mm-hmm. the research is gone. You've already done the research. Correct. You've already done yeah. the work and now yeah. you're going to pray. Yeah. Are you the one doing all the praying? I am the one doing all okay. the praying. Um, Callie is doing a lot of the writing of the uh, prayers. prayers. So that's super helpful. Um, so we're, we're working on that together. That is so exciting. It's been, it's been great. And so that way we have something so for that- people to... We're teaching people in that we're still teaching people about who God is because people are taught through these prayers. And I think some people have issues with things like um, praying written, pre-recorded or pre-written prayers. They think it's insincere, but that's what the Lord's prayer is. Jesus did that. Look at you. Boom. Mind drop. Also, David, I mean, the Psalms, how much is that comforting to us? How Mm -hmm. much do we pray through those in churches for centuries have used those as prayers? So um, we think it'll be a great way for people to continue to learn about who God is and dig into responding to him. Is it a brand new podcast or is it on the same feed? It's a brand new podcast. That you would have to go subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, and we're going to do it through Patreon um, so that it's just, it's off the main line. Um, and that way it doesn't confuse anybody. Tell us about your Patreon. Uh, our Patreon people are great. And they, I mean, you're giving them extra stuff is what I'm saying. Yeah, what, oh, totally. Yeah, because yeah. you're going mm-hmm. deeper. Yeah. And we give them, you know, one of our Patreon levels is like bonus content. One is a monthly Q&R. And then one is our Facebook discussion group, which has been so great. The majority of the people in our Facebook discussion group are people who are doing this reading plan alone. They don't have like a friend who's so doing this it with is their them. Community. And they build community. And it's also great because they'll come in and they'll ask a question. And it's not just like, well, here's Tara Lee's answer. Tara Lee says this, you know, it's not me dominating the discussion. It's all these other people going, well, here's what I found. or Here's what I looked into. And here's this. And it's such a great rich place for them. Have so. you had any nonsense over there? Oh, uh, not at all. No Good. nonsense. Our people have been so kind. And you know, we've got, you, com- you can, there can be some nonsense when you're talking uh-huh. about scripture. Yeah. We've gotten a couple of s- challenging emails, but our what are we res- challenging? Tell me, <laughs> you don't need to throw anything under the bus, oh, but yeah. what are um, we challenging? Let's see. Um, some, they're, they're the one that I think of off the bat. I mean, because these are just so near to my heart. Um, It's more like they're more challenging us. Like, hey, why did you do this? Or why did you say this? And um, so when we have gotten that and we've responded with gentleness and grace and scripture, every single time that people have been like, I'm so sorry. Like I was, Uh, I was in a bad space when I wrote this. I I'm sorry. I was so harsh and aggressive. You're right. Thank you. I'm sorry. Haven't we all been there where we do things Uh and we're not in the right mind frame to do? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, sometimes those can be great emails. Like Mm -hmm. they can be hard to hear, but sometimes you go, 
huh, this is the seventh person to say this. Like maybe yeah, there is exactly. some mm-hmm. thing to hear. Yep. But you also did the, where you would come back at the end of the month and say, here's where mm-hmm. I messed up. Reflections and corrections. Did you plan on doing that? We did not. And then you got the emails or the messages? No, it was, uh, we get we got one, I think we got one message about me saying, it was when I said Hagar instead of Rahab or Rahab instead of Hagar or something like that. And so many people were confused. They were like, who is this person that you're mentioning that we haven't even read about in the text? And oh. I was like, oh man. And so what we did was I immediately went in, we edited the episode right away. But for all those people, so for the people who were, you know, maybe a little bit behind and were catching up to it, but I was like, we well, got to set this straight. And so, um, we, you know, did this, it was Callie had the idea of doing it reflections and corrections where we do sort of a monthly overview to get people up to speed to where we are, but then we make any corrections. what did you learn about through. that through that? It was really good. It was really helpful. It also, I mean, those first few early mistakes put the fear of God in me in the best way possible. It was like, there are people listening to this because Jamie, I told you, I thought it was mostly going to be D group listening until we came on your show. And it was like all these <laughs> other people listening. And I thought, I thought maybe 300 people would listen to this. And I woke up on January 1st to 300 emails. Thanking you. This is awesome. And like one of the problems was we had a, we had our first episode accidentally had two episodes together and not separated. Right. Okay. And they were like, so, uh, and then you're talking to your audio engineer, Al- you're talking to Allison oh, in between. No. I don't know who Allison is. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's all these people like letting us know, but that meant they were listening, you know? Right. So we made- that's like our, that's like my worst fear. <laughs> exactly. Because when I run ads, I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. guys, listen, oh my gosh, I gotta get the kids. Okay. I'm gonna make this real quick. And then I do the ad. Right. Like my worst fear is that shows up in an episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. So we did that on our launch day. Okay. Right great, out of yeah. the gate. Uh-huh. All these new God's people you that we wanted to impress because they're Keeping you humble. Right. <laughs> exactly. It sure was. So um, pretty early on, I realized like people are listening and I have to take this seriously. And we have a wide range of listeners. We have 80 year olds. We have 12 year olds. We have men. We have women. It's just such a wide range. And I really wanted to be careful to like be available to each of those people. So even when I started saying like, Hey, this isn't maybe child friendly content. So if you have some little ears, you know, things like that, just learning that you needed to preface that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about David and Bathsheba on the day that your five-year-old is in the car. Right. What did, what tool did you use the most? Cause you said you were realizing this wasn't just Tara Lee's thoughts. My most frequently used tool was the faith life study Bible. Um, that, that I use that every single day. You know, I used a lot of like other commentaries, like Matthew Henry was sort of a staple. And then also Arthur Pink and Doug Moo and um, those guys and um, a Greek Hebrew lexicon. And all those things can seem like foreign language to some people listening. Yes. What if someone wants to study the Bible and they're doing the Bible recap and Mm -hmm. they're listening, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're reading the chronological Bible, they're Mm -hmm. listening to Bible recap. Mm -hmm. If you were like, this is what I have loved the most, what Mm -hmm. would you tell people to go buy? Uh, either the ESV study Bible, or uh, I don't know if the faith life study Bible is, is something you can physically purchase. It's online. I have the ESV study Bible. It's great. The ESV study Bible is, is my, is just such a great tool. Yeah. It's really great. I do use logos ever. I don't have logos. Okay. Um, I would love to have logos. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a pricey, it's a, it's an Mm -hmm. investment. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, I you're love the that. second person to ask me that this month. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I'd even remembered that that existed a year ago. It I use been super it. Helpful. Um, I'm bought a thing for it. Uh-huh. It helps me with teaching yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I, I like it a yeah. lot. It just helps look, look at different that. verses and stuff. Um, reading the Bible can be so scary to some people, mm-hmm. but it felt like with the Bible recap that you had this like cheerleader mm-hmm. who would come in and say, here's what we read today. Did you get this? And sometimes I'd be like, where did Tara Lee actually see <laughs> what she is actually talking about? Because I listened to the whole thing and I was so confused the whole time. But you would bring it in and tie this bow uh-huh. on it. And I think that was such a help, even for someone like me who'd be listening on a walk. And right. I'm on a walk. I'm not like reading and right. underline and stuff. And so it was this kind of fallback to do that. Um, do you have a story of someone who came to you and like the story of this has changed my life that has stuck with you through this year? Mm. I'll tell you, uh, it's a similar, it's a sort of answer to your question. But the story that I have been really moved by is we got an email from a listener in Mumbai, India, who he's Buddhist and he is a university student. And he is like, I found this and I I, like, are we in the Old Testament or the New Testament? And what's the difference? And, you know, help. 
And so we drafted an email back to him explaining the Old Testament, New Testament, weaving the gospel in there. And then I was like, please write back with any other questions that you have. We like, we want to keep in touch with you. It was the first non-Christian that we had listening. So he was like, I'm a Buddhist, you know? And so we continued to correspond with him. And I was like, how did you find out about us? Well, he said, I have an English professor who told me I should read the Bible because it's great literature. It has all different kinds of literature involved in it. And so we're like, I bet this professor's a Christian. <laughs> yeah. So pretty soon he writes back and he's like, I really want to convert. And I would like, I'm getting you, I'm getting chill bumps as I'm telling you the story. Like he's, he's like, I really want to, and he's like, I live with my parents, so I can't convert because I'll be kicked out and I'll be like ostracized from my family. But the minute that I graduate college and I move out of my parents' house, I want to be a Christian. And so, I mean, just the whole thing was like, I can't believe I have the opportunity to, from out of the gate, the first this person ever knows about Jesus, like he doesn't know the difference between the Old and New Testament. He doesn't know anything about Christianity. And he was like, I found out there's a church in my area that I'm going to start trying to go to when I can manage to like make it happen. We were looking at, my assistant was like looking at missionaries that were there to try to connect him with a missionary who's in Mumbai so that they can like start building a relationship. And so I took his name and I, the, the little desk where I like would write, there's a mirror hanging like up on the wall across from it. And I took a dry erase marker and I wrote his name on there because there were many days where I didn't want, I would sit at that desk for 15 hours a day. And there was hardly this year, there were very few waking moments that I wasn't working. And so um, like, it's been terrible for my health. It's been terrible for my sleep. It's been terrible for my social life. And I needed reminders of why I was doing it. And so I wrote his name on my mirror. So I remember like, you're doing this for him. Like, this is who you're doing this for. Of course, I'm doing it for everyone who's listening. Yeah. And I'm even doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Like it changed me in ways I didn't anticipate. But I, w- I needed a name. I needed to remember that like, there's somebody out there who's getting to know God for the first time ever. Mm. Through, and this is the tool God's using to do it. So that is, that's the story that has meant the most to me this year. It's funny, I say this all the time on the show when someone sits in the chair and tells me that they came to know God through reading his word Mm. is we can get in, especially Western culture, we can Mm -hmm. get very jaded to the fact that that actually happens. (laughs) Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh Then we would think that we would need a a program and programs Uh are great. Mm -hmm. You would think we would need a great set and great sets are great. We Mm -hmm. need a great church. All those things are great. Mm -hmm. But I love being reminded that God does not need any of those things to pierce into our hearts. And so when I have people who sit here, like you're talking about this man and would say, I read God's word and I grew to love him and Mm -hmm. know him for the first time. Right. And I'm just like, that's so crazy and crazy because I read the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and I'm still reading the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult sometimes to read and to think that God is still faithful to use that even when Mm -hmm. our brains are having a hard time understanding. Yeah. And that's, I feel so grateful because I feel like one of the things that, do do you know the story in the New Testament where... Um, I'm not there yet, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a story in the New Testament when you get there. Yeah. Um, there's an Ethiopian eunuch uh, and he is reading, he's sitting in his chariot and he's reading the word of God and he doesn't understand it. And Philip shows up and he's like, let's talk about this. Let me walk you through it. And the Ethiopian eunuch comes to faith and God, like he goes and they're baptized right there. And so, I mean, I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, the Lord's given me this opportunity to be Philip to this man in India. Yeah. Um, and to say like, here's what this means and here's what this is and here's what the Old Testament is. And yeah. um, it has reminded me all the more of the importance of weaving Jesus through the whole story as scripture does. Um, because Jesus is all throughout the Old Testament. And it wasn't until we, I didn't realize that maybe I wasn't doing as good of a job of that as I wanted to until we got to the New Testament and everybody was like, boy, I sure am ready for Jesus. And I'm and like, you thought, oh gosh, yeah. I've let you down. I let you down because he's there all the time. He's there from Genesis one on day one. Jesus is the one who does the manual labor of creation. Mm. Like God, the father gives the creation command. God, the son does the manual labor, God, the spirit hovering over the face of the waters. And so as I'm going through and we're working on um, the Bible kneecap episodes and all that, I'm looking through and like, are there other places that I can punch up Jesus here? Mm. Because he's there the whole time. Yeah. And for people like this man in India, I don't want them to be surprised when all of a sudden he shows Jesus up on the scene, right? Up, yeah. Like, well, who's this? Uh-huh. Like, no, he's been there all along. So 
that's something that I feel I feel like we did a decent job of that, but I think we didn't state it a lot outright. Would you ever go back and re-record any? Yeah, I think I think there's a chance I might. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't it think it's like anything. You could always re-record. Like you could right. always say, "Oh, we should have done this. We should have said this. We could add yeah. this." Yeah. You got to draw the line and somewhere, huh? There's probably a. I'll probably do some re-recording anyway because this is another like behind the scenes story, pulling back the curtain a uh-huh. little bit. I was recording initially in my apartment. I bought like a sheepskin rug and I put in a cardboard box from Amazon and I was like sticking my head in the box to record the episodes and it was so hot and I had to do it in the middle of the night because I live in a like almost downtown. It's very loud, horns and whatever. You could hear my neighbor's air conditioning kick on and it was exhausting and I'm doing it at like three in the morning just so it's cooler because I have to turn the AC off in my apartment and a church... I've never even attended, came along and the pastoral staff was like, we listened to the Bible recap. Do you need a studio? We have a studio you can use. So about two thirds of the way through the year, I was like, okay, I'll take you up on that. And it sounds so much better. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, there's, this is amazing. I'm not sweating in my apartment at 3 a.m. So I might go back at some point. And redo some of those early sweaty ones. Yeah. Oh. Okay. This was your 11th time to read through the Bible. Mm -hmm. What keeps you doing it? It could be easy to say, like, I've already read through the Bible. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why go back every year to redo it? I love him. And I learn something new about him every day. Every, I, you keep thinking arrogantly, like, okay, I've learned it all now. If this year has taught me anything, it's that I've still so much more to learn. Because this is, I would write and be like, okay, I want to, do the, these two viewpoints on this position. Like I have my opinion, but I want to like give a proper time to this other opinion. And so I would, you know, write out the script to cover both options. And then I'd be like, now I want to go find a good resource to link people for more information. Cause you know, we're, we try to keep it short. And but if they want to dig deeper, we want to give them a tool in the show notes. And I'm like, okay, the two views on whatever, whatever. And it would link me to an article. It would be like, here are the four views on this. And I'm like, four views? I need two. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that these other two existed. And so I'm just like learning so much. And so I, because I love him, I want to know everything about him. And I really thought, uh, I was just telling Callie in the car on the way here that like, I thought when I finished, I would be relieved because it's been a beat down. And when I was writing episode 364, I started to feel dread creeping in. And 365, I was just like, I was having a really hard time. And I just broke down when I finished. And it wasn't relief. It was, it felt like a breakup. I just was so sad. Like my year has been spending all of my waking hours with the Lord. And I was just, I was really sad. And um, for like 36 hours, I like walked around with my Bible tucked in my waistband. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to be apart from it. I was like washing dishes with my Bible tucked in my yoga pants, you know, like I I didn't expect to, I fell in love with him even more. And so I know that like, as I continue to get to know him more and more, it's just going to deepen my love for him. So yeah, it's just, it's worth it every year. Yeah. He's everything. Did I see you at one point this year writing Bible recaps in a hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened? My mom had knee replacement surgery. And for a lot of people, that's outpatient or one to two days in hospital. And she, they told us afterward that she, she it almost took her out. Um, we were in the hospital for, I think a week. It was an 11 day for 11 days. I was, I was with her, um, with her, her knee surgery, which again, it's such a routine surgery. You don't think mm-hmm. anything, but it was, it was rough. How has your health been? My health, the oh man, surprising. Because I think it would probably be the very first episode, the very first time you were on one twelve of oh, my show uh-huh. mm-hmm. that we probably talked about. Because you had had you were about to have your about surgery. To have, I was heading into my first of two open heart surgeries. First of two or second of two? The, I was heading into the first of two. Right before and I had episode one twelve. Them three months apart. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yes. actually, this weekend is the three year anniversary of my first surgery. Oh my so. gosh! But um. My health, despite the fact that I have, <laughs> it's really funny. Like my vision has started to go, I got vertigo this year. I like, I gained 15 pounds. Like it's just been terrible for my general health, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten sick. 
a single time, despite how poorly I've been eating, the fact that I haven't had time to exercise, the fact that I haven't had time to sleep, the Lord has just really sustained my health in a miraculous way. Yeah. And your heart is good. Yeah. Heart is good. Will you ever have to have another heart surgery? Hope not. Don't think so. But they think no. Yeah. We're just keeping an eye on it. So I go in every six months for like a battery of tests and they're like, everything's great. I'm like, perfect. You're good. Yeah. How many times you go to Israel this year? One. No, two. Two. I went two. Yeah. Two. Mm -hmm. So when you, I've seen you take your trips and are these people that you're bringing with D group or can anyone apply and go? Anyone can go. Um, We invite the Bible recap people to come. The last trip was about half D group, half the Bible recap. And then I did like a little private boutique tour, um, just a family of four. And I I mean, you're the tour leader. Uh huh. I didn't know that was on your job resume. Yeah. I thought yeah. you just like, I didn't know you're walking around telling them things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look at you yeah. teaching the Bible from the place where it happened. You got to come. Oh, I would love to come. Mm-hmm. I would love to come. Neither Aaron and I, we've never been to Israel and sh- it is. We should do like a little, like we should do a happy hour tour. We should. Oh man. Let's make it happen. We should do a happy hour tour mm-hmm. and invite people to happy hour listeners with mm-hmm. Tara Lee and Jamie. I would love that. That'd be so great. I can only imagine mm-hmm. what it feels like. To walk in the places, because I'll give you an example. I was recently teaching um, on Jesus saying that he is light of the world. Mm -hmm. And in my little Logos Bible study, Mm -hmm. it took me to a rendering of where he would have been standing to teach that. And it Mm -hmm. showed me the poles that held the lampstands that would spread light. And so why that would be so relevant to the people. Mm -hmm. So I can not even imagine what it would feel like to stand where that happened what is your favorite Jesus story to be at the place? Mm. My favorite is the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. Um, there is one natural harbor. The shoreline hasn't changed in 2000 years. And this one natural harbor where they would, you know, park the boats, whatever you do with a boat. I don't know if you park you it. Park it or park you? It? <laughs> no, like. Tie it dock up. It. Po- dock, dock it. it. There you go. <laughs> I was like, there has to be another word. <laughs> like, I know it. it's not park, but yeah. people know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so where they would dock the boats, same natural harbor. And it's one of the few places that like, it's not commercialized at all. There's not anybody like selling you anything. It's just this rocky shoreline. And it's, it, it almost certainly has to be the place where Jesus A, called his disciples and B, visited them after the resurrection and so this when is like he caught when Peter is when Peter throws himself and out comes, of the boat and Jesus makes and the jumps back in fish breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's even a big, wide, flat rock there, like a big rock, um, like, you know, almost the size of this rug you've uh-huh. got here. And, you know, if you've ever been camping, you look for a big flat rock to lay your stuff out on. I wouldn't know, but sure. Right. People know. So yeah, it's like, if you don't, before picnic tables existed, sure. You know, yeah. You, you're looking for like, what do I set my stuff out yeah. on? Yeah. On that shoreline, there's a big flat rock. And so they're like, it's this almost certainly would have been where Jesus would have like laid out the fish that he made for breakfast for them. Which is and, one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. about Jesus mm-hmm. and the way he loved him. Yeah. And so it's just, it's incredible. I imagine Peter like, jumping out of the boat because the other thing that's really cool about that story is when Jesus calls the disciples, the reason that they decide to follow him, the reason that Peter's like, oh, you are the Lord is because they've been fishing. They don't catch anything. And Jesus tells them, throw it on the other side. And, you know, they can't, and the nets are breaking on that same sea you just told me about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's when he called them. Okay. So then later when he's visiting them after the resurrection, resurrection, it's the sun hasn't come up yet. It's dark on the shoreline. They don't know it's Jesus and they're out there fishing and he's like, children, you know, cause they're like 16 years old and he's like, children, have you caught anything yet? Uh, and they're like, no, we haven't. And he's like, do this. And they, you know, catch 153 fish. And um, so he, they, as soon as that happens, Peter is Peter and John are like, that's Jesus. It's like a inside joke with his boys. It's like a callback to when he called them the first time. Cause they're like, I remember when he did that before. I, did you do this in the Bible recap? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so you You'll haven't gotten there, there yet. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. this is so good. And so they're like, oh, oh, I know who that is. And then Peter is like losing it. Can't even wait and for the boat to, you know, dock. dock. He just throws himself into the water and like runs to Jesus. This man, he just betrayed three times. That How much does that tell us about the character of the Lord that he knows he's going to be welcomed and embraced by the one he just betrayed at the darkest moment of his life? And yet he hurls himself into the water to get there quicker because he can't wait for the boat. 
Like, it's amazing. It's, and then even like the symbolism, we talk about the 153 fish and people are like, why 153? That's a weird number. It's, you know, it's not, there's not symbol. A lot of Judaism is there's numbers and there's symbolism in the numbers. Mm -hmm. 153 is weird. It doesn't fit the bill. It's not like 40, you know, 153 scholars think that that's the number of fish types there were in the Sea of Galilee and that this represented one of every type, which then sort of gives this demonstration of Jesus, his got the gospel going out to every nation, people from every tongue and tribe and nation being caught in the net of the kingdom. That's unbelievable. Isn't it? I cannot wait to get to the recap. <laughs> <laughs> when is that going to be like, no, uh, it's got to be October or November in the, in the yeah. year plan. That is amazing. Yes. You've got, we've got to do this Israel. We've got to do a trip together. We have and then to do a trip together. You can teach on the light of the world uh, in that spot. Uh-huh. You know, pick some of your favorite spots and we'll have you teach there. Did we just plan this? <laughs> 2021 happy hour Israel wait. trip. Um, okay. So you just told me that, which that mm-hmm. is just blowing my mind here. And mm-hmm. I don't want that to be your answer. What was the coolest <laughs> thing you learned this year? Oh, wow. Or the thing that just blew your mind or the thing that made you love God more. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you something that really humbled me because when I, it was one thing that I was like, I never knew this. And I was telling people and they were like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's happened mm-hmm. to me before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this is this is one of those things scholars debate, but um, Elijah, who you know is carried away in a chariot of fire, I always thought that that was like him. You know, that was his, that was his um, this beautiful, rare kind of death. You know, that he's like carried away into the kingdom. He crosses over. There are theories out there that make sense that he actually was still alive for like decades after this because there's a letter that shows up that they think is from him. So where is this like, no one knows. It's like Tupac. Like people don't know where he is. <laughs> right. That's such a good comparison. <laughs> you know what I That's mean? So you funny. got the rumors. Yeah. So it's like this theory that like, he's still actually alive out there somewhere. Not right now. No, no, no. Not right now. Okay. But like, like, it's like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Tara Lee, right no. now? Wait, no, no. That, but for, for a, a couple decades. Yeah. For a while, he was still alive out there. Where, where do they, do they think they know the death then? If, or do they just think no, they don't it was know just that? A, we think he might still be alive because we just got a letter that's allegedly from him. That's yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you see that in scripture or is that just like... Yeah, that was in, it was, it's in scripture, but it's kind of like a subtle, it's okay. a very, just one of those like, bloop, like just a blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I never, I just thought that was like this beautiful death yeah. scene. And it's like, maybe it was, but maybe not. But maybe you not. Know? And it's been super, you know, you learn to hold a lot of things with an open hand. One of the things we say over and over again is we don't scream where scripture whispers and we don't whisper where scripture screams. Oh, that's good. And, um, you know, there are some places that it's interesting. I always felt like scripture was whispering, but the more you study it, the more you see like no scripture screaming. Anything in this. particular? Um Sovereignty of God is like all over the place. And another thing is I, until I started reading, this year was a year where a lot of the New Testament I was reading with new eyes, like particularly the letters, like the epistles, Paul's letters to the church, um, Luke's letters, because, to the Acts. I don't know. It was very, I was, I was seeing it through their lens, like trying to read it as they would have read it instead of like, huh, because it is, it's a letter are, to, to a specific church, church yeah. right? And so I was always thinking like, what can we take from this and apply to our modern churches? And some of that's helpful, but I was also learning like they're in really specific circumstances. And so one of the things that you see over and over and over is the racism and the cultural divides over and over and over. Every church in the New Testament struggles with that. Every single one. Mm. And they just keep leaning in. They're like, we're in this together because some of the questions are, I'm a Gentile. I'm not, I'm not a Jewish person. Do I need to convert to Judaism before I convert to Christianity? Like that's a huge debate. And do I need to lay down my culture and pick up Jewish culture? Wasn't even a debate in between like people following Jesus. It's a debating what you needed to do. Like yeah. you need to mm-hmm. still follow these rules or do you right. not? Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's the Jerusalem council and they say like, the only things that you need to lay down in your culture are these few things. And the only things you need to pick up is the culture of Christ. You don't need to convert to Judaism and pick up Jewish culture, but don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. It's going to be a stumbling block for your brothers. And so just things like that, that are like the church learning to live across the cultural divides, which we're still dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I just didn't realize how prominent that was in every New Testament church. But you hadn't seen, you shot with fresh eyes this yeah. time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to hear in two, three, four years, every year, what is your fresh eye? You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there, or you could see a theme kind of rise up in your own personal life. And I would even, I've, for me, thinking a lot right now about women. Mm-hmm. And so I would listen and read a lot, trying to find when were women treated well. Right. And yeah. so I've been reading a lot through that mm-hmm. lens of what does it look like and how does God care for women when the culture wasn't? Right. Or how was Jesus treating women when mm-hmm. the culture wasn't? And so it'd be interesting to see the different lenses that you yeah. read it through. And it's so one of the things that is challenging is when you just zoom in on one verse and you don't look at the whole context, because there are some things Paul says that are hard to yeah. read. Yeah. But then you look at and you're like, oh, well, he's. He here he told women to be women to be silent in churches, but back there he was telling women when you prophesy in churches, here's how to do it, and like don't forbid these women from prophesying. Like mm-hmm. so, so like it feels, and you know one of the things that you learn when you're studying the cultural context is each of these churches has a different scenario that they're dealing with, and the church at Corinth when he's telling the women to be silent in the churches, one of the one of the theories that I read that made a lot of sense to me was um, this is Roman culture, this isn't Jewish culture, Roman culture the men would come into the forum and they would have their debates between each other. And then the women were often outside. So outside the church, they're kind of um, potentially yelling in to find out what's like, Hey, what's going on in there? You know, like asking their husbands. And so Paul's saying, just knock it off. Ask them when you get home because you're disrupting things. And we're trying to create order here. And so, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know, but given Roman culture at the time, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it would be the way I compared on the Bible recap is like, it might be kind of like telling people to silence their cell phones now. Like stop answering your phone in the middle of the church service. This is disruptive, disruptive. to everyone. Yeah. Deal with it later. Yeah. So um, anyway, just things that. That's very you, relevant right now in our world. You mm-hmm. know, those conversations because mm-hmm. we're yeah. all having them and listening to them and seeing them and uh-huh. all the things. Uh-huh. Everywhere. All, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All the things. Lots of opinions. Uh-huh. Um, well, I know without a doubt that a lot of new listeners to the happy hour. I mean, this will be, is this the third year in a row that you've been on in December or did uh, we skip a year? We skipped a year. Okay. Yeah. But, but maybe if you count the, if you count the, the live, live it might be four years in I a know, row. Yeah. I know. But what I have heard most from them is, um, thank you for talking about it. And thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. I didn't know I could do this. And so I hope that as you're listening, that you're encouraged that you can start whenever. Yeah. That you can still be in Hosea on December mm-hmm. 6th, like yep. I am. Um, or you could be at the end of, you know, Corinthians, like, the year long reading plan is, but yeah. to just continue to do it and be yeah. in the word and it's fruitful. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's word is fruitful mm-hmm. for our lives. And so I'm just so stinking proud of you. Oh, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so grateful proud of for, you. Do you know, like, I, I don't know how many thousands of people are doing the Bible recap because you talked about it, but literally by you devoting that hour episode to that, eternities have been impacted. Lives have been changed. Like, I don't know this man in India. I don't know how he found the Bible recap. I don't know if he like did a search online or whatever, but there are certainly people who are reading the Bible and falling in love with the Lord and eternities are being changed because you took an hour to talk about Mm -hmm. how to do it. And so like what you're doing matters so much. Well, thanks. Um, My life has been changed Mm -hmm. by the gospel and by reading his word. It, it's a value to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's my show. I can do whatever I want, right? So we can talk about Bible <laughs> yeah, reading. That's right. But I'll tell you in the next two months, we have you talking about Bible reading. We have Beth Moore coming on here. <sighs> we have Rachel Myers talking about Bible reading with She Reads Truth. <sighs> uh, Becky Kaiser is on here talking about Bible reading. I mean, we just... I love it. We have a lot of saturation December and January about Bible reading mm-hmm. because it's a felt need. A lot of people, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the beginning of the year. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to do this different this year. Right. And so hopefully they'll check it out the bible recap now the bible kneecap mm-hmm. do, you have to be a patreon person to get that yeah okay but today when this launches we are launching an episode called 2020 prep so that's for our Which current listeners and our, mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah and we're, we're launching that episode for our current listeners and for new joiners and we're also relaunching our six prep episodes so that anybody new who's jumping in or anybody who's doing it again can get a refresher on all that stuff like how to do this how to do this well how to succeed at this and all I know that six prep episodes, prep episodes sounds like a lot, but it's like an hour. Of and they're content. so helpful. Yeah. And there's it's super short, super helpful. I can't um, remember. I did listen to them. I can't remember. Do you talk about like 
how to listen when you do it. Is yeah. that what you do? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like why we're why I use the version I use and why reading the whole Bible is important and why we're doing the order we do, blah, 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 whatever. So great. Yeah. Um, and and even just practical stuff like, how do you find the show notes? You know? Because a lot of people we talk, we re- we do a lot of links in the show notes. People don't know how to find them. And so just stuff like that. Um, we're launching those things today as well. So those are for all your listeners who are listening on time, or even if you're, you know, listening later, Yeah, those are up on December 18th, 2019. And we're going to get people ready to roll out for 2020. When I was listening in the spring of 2019, uh, I told you a lot of times I'm in the car and it was spring football mm-hmm. and I would do carpool and all those boys would be listening <laughs> to <laughs> the Bible awesome. recap. You know, they're like half asleep. Uh-huh. Um, but Anyhow, and you know what? I remember getting through some of the books in the Old Testament. Um, I felt like a little bit proud when I got mm-hmm. through because I thought mm-hmm. I've always been so scared of them. And they yeah. weren't as scary when you mm-hmm. got there. Except Ezekiel. That one's the worst. Yeah. <sighs> He's a beat down. <laughs> I like to joke about Ezekiel, but I just, I hope I don't live anywhere near him in heaven. He's a... <laughs> If we get to pick where we are, yeah. if we get to pick, uh-huh. um, yeah, but okay. I could go on and on forever and tell you what I, other things I've loved oh, about it. Thanks. So, but thanks for your work. Thank you. So proud of oh, what you're doing. Two things I forgot to tell you. Tell me. You talk, you're an auditory learner, uh-huh. but we have people who are hearing impaired uh-huh. um, and people who just are visual learners. They keep asking us, are you going to do are a book of the transcripts? We're doing, we're releasing a book of the transcripts. It's yeah. We're releasing that November, 2020. So it's still uh-huh. quite a ways off. But um, That's awesome. we're super excited about that. It's yeah. So pumped about that. And um, also plans next fall, starting with the New Testament to have the Bible recap in sign language, because I didn't know this, but the majority of people who are, are deaf don't read. They don't, they, so they, a deaf Bible has been inaccessible to them until recently people started making videos of the Bible and it's the largest unreached people group, one of the largest unreached people groups. If you were to take all of the deaf people in the world and put them in their own country, it would be the third largest country. And they don't have a Bible. And so they're getting a Bible this year, a sign language Bible. And so starting with the New Testament, we're giving them the Bible recap in sign language. And then we're going to try to get the whole Bible in the whole Bible recap in sign language so that when they get the Bible for the first time, they'll have the who's Bible. Get, recap who's doing the Bible for the first time? Um, the American Not Bible. you guys. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There are a lot of people who are playing into it, um, who are contributing to make that happen. I and think, and it's a video. But, yeah, it's videos of sign language Bible. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we're trying to help people who are getting scripture for the first time. Because think about it, they don't have commentaries, they don't have study Bibles, they don't have any tools to help them make sense of this. So we want to be the Philip to their Ethiopian eunuch. That's so and amazing. Help, help them, you know. So that's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. New Testament recaps in sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then transcripts for people who either prefer visual or are hearing impaired or things like that, or just don't like technology. <laughs> okay, Terry, I always end. What are you loving and what are you reading? Mm. So tell me what you're loving first, which I know some of the things you're loving because you brought me a goodie bag. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring gifts to you because I love to give gifts. I'm um, not very good at giving gifts. Well, but, but you are, because you've always brought a gift to me. <laughs> I, I like to give. The three things of the gift bag that I want to hone in on are these smart sweets. I have a sweet tooth and these smart sweets are each little pack is three grams of sugar and like 30 grams of dietary fiber. So just watch out. Um, but there's a, there's a tart version. There's a sweet version. They're delicious. So like if I have, I have a, a couple of kids that have sweet tooths, mm-hmm. I could get them this mm-hmm. and they think I'm just giving them all the candy in the world right. and I am, but it's less sugar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. Love they it. They are, they're not cheap. They're I, like I would $3, $3 a pound. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Everything that is good <laughs> right. for you is not cheap. You might, yes. like give this as allowance or something. <laughs> yeah. In your stocking. <laughs> totally. Um, but I just, I get those on, I think they're available at Whole Foods. Um, you can get them on Amazon. Do you know what else I put in my kid's stocking? What? Their stockings are full of necessities. Oh. Socks, underwear, Mm -hmm. toothbrush. You put socks in a big sock? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And every year they get the same thing and they think it's interesting. Did you get stockings when you were growing up? Mm Mm-hmm. Did it have gifts in it or like socks and toothbrush and deodorant and stuff? Like an orange and, you know, maybe some 
necessities. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, see, so yeah. that's what I do too. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, look, Another jewelry. Gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, these um, smart sweets, they're great. That's the name of them, smart sweets. I like the peach rings and the sweet fish. And then the second thing I'm loving is these charcoal bags that um, you put anywhere there might be a stink. They're like shoe shaped, so you can put them in your shoes. You can put them in your car, in your fridge, in your closet, in your luggage, in your high school football players' bedroom or locker. You know, give your oh, I can give, give them to their give locker. It to put it in the locker, yeah. Um, and it soaks up the smell. And all you have to do is put them in the sun one day a month, and it kind of like takes out all the impurities that they've absorbed. But it, I mean, they're miraculous. Charcoal is a thing. It's a thing. That does a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't you ingest it to help with things as well? I mean, not, mm-hmm. yeah. don't eat a chunk mm-hmm. of charcoal. I just bought these charcoal sticks that go in your water bottle mm-hmm. that detoxify your water. So you're not drinking the charcoal. Yeah, it's but it's pulling out. out the impurity. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you throw it away. No, you, uh, I think you boil it. Put it in the sun. I think you boil it. Boil it. Which same sort of same thing. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. Okay. Charcoal bag. Charcoal I've bags. never seen this before. I love it. It's got the little hole in it. You can like hang it on something yes. if you want. Okay. Yeah. And then the hygrometer. I'm passionate about humidity, Jamie. We're I'm losing humidity in my office. We are. Yeah. Okay. So tell me why we need... The, the, well, so a hygrometer. This I gave Jamie a travel hygrometer. It's about the size of like a silver dollar, maybe. And it just tells the humidity in the room. And you can get these for so cheap. They're like a couple bucks each. And I travel with one and I have several throughout my house because I always want to keep my house at 55 to 65% humidity. I use my voice for a living. It's really good. You use your voice for a living. It's really helpful for your voice. It also helps you get like stay healthy and not get sick. My husband uses his voice voice for a living. Yeah, you need. And again, you're in Austin. You're not really going to have to worry about humidity. But when you travel, if you're in a hotel room on an airplane, it's going to be really low. And like I just was in Arizona for four days and it was like, you know, 25% humidity in my hotel room. And so I had a little travel humidifier that got it up to, I think I could only get it up to like 50 in there, but the 50 is better than 25. So low humidity will make you more prone to sickness? Yes. Yeah. And it also is not good for your vocal cords. And it also, you know, humidity is what keeps your skin young too. It's like, if you see like 25 year olds who live in the desert and they look you know, not well taken care right. of. Um, and so you, it, it beefs up your, your skin too. So it's good for everything, health, vocal cords, skin. Well, now that you got me this, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to buy the other thing. The humidifier. Yeah. Because yeah. if it gets down low, mm-hmm. then, which we always only use humidifiers if you had a sick kid or something, then you right. put it in their room right. and humidify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do oils? I do. Okay. Yeah. I diffuse like yeah. essential oils. Yeah, I have a diffuser, mm-hmm. but it's not. The um, same. But diffusers aren't gonna and, and no. also you gotta pay attention to the square footage that the humidifier covers because that's if you buy true. one that's not big enough for your space It's not gonna work. Right. You'll be great with the travel one in this in your tiny house, but in your big house you're gonna need it. Amazon, a, here I come. Yeah. Charcoal bags, mm-hmm. sweets, smart sweets and hygrometer. Hygrometer. You would Yeah. <laughs> yep. H Y G R O M E T R. Um Terry, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks okay, so 2020, me. we got kneecap. Uh-huh. People can start over on day one. Yep. As of today, you can get the prep episodes about mm-hmm. how to get ready, mm-hmm. how to get their app downloaded, all mm-hmm. the things. You Everything. will be ready come January 1st, mm-hmm. which January 1st is a Wednesday. I don't know why I know that or why you even care that I'm telling <laughs> you that. I know it because it's a happy hour day, um, that you'll be ready. But yeah. also, I'm the personal encouragement that if you're still in Hosea, keep reading. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Yeah. This will just take some of us longer. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having me. So great. Love you guys. Love your listeners. You guys, I loved getting caught up with Tara Lee Cobble. She's been a guest favorite for a long time. We hear people all the time telling us that every show she's been on has been one of their favorites. And I know so many of you have started the Bible Recap because of Tara Lee and her gift of producing such great inspirational content that pushes us towards God's word. I myself have been affected by that as well. In fact, in my book, UBU, that came out last October, I tell a story about a random character in the Old Testament And I remember that character that I had maybe read before, but glossed over forever. But when I was going through the Bible recap, Tara Lee brought that alive for me. And so I love the work that she's doing. And I'm so glad we got to catch up with her. 
I'm also really excited because I'll be heading to Israel with her in October. And I know some of you happy hour listeners are coming with us because it's a trip just for happy hour listeners. And so Aaron, my husband and I are so excited about that. You guys, another thing I'm excited about is the fact that we're building a church in Northern Uganda. We're building a church building. Pastor Jeffrey has been there for a while, but this church has been in existence for 34 years. The Karuma Church, it was founded in 1987 when a group of refugees who were displaced from their home, they moved to Karuma for safety. And this church has been sharing the gospel and doing ministry in their community for 34 years without a building. And you and I, we get to be a part of changing that. We're hoping to raise $15,000 by the end of the summer. So we want you to donate to this ministry with us today so we can help Pastor Jeffrey and his members have a building to do ministry in throughout the week. Every donation counts. So don't think it's too small or too big. Give it all. Go to jamieivy.com slash build a church. All of your funds raised will go directly to this church in Northern Uganda. Your funds for solid building materials because they already have the land and they have the workers, but they mean materials and discipleship tools in their heart language is what we're doing. And I'm so excited about this. Friends, thanks for listening to today's show. We have finished through July. Isn't it fun? We've made it this far. Today's show was edited by the team at Podshaper. The show notes were written by Abby Castell. The music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. It's produced by Lindsay Sweeney. I'm your host, Jamie Ivey. Guys, I'll see you next time and have a happy hour with a friend. 